The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. The English rock band Uriah Heep played a huge role in the early 70s rock scene and has been referred to as a pioneer of hard rock, heavy metal, and progressive rock genres. Led by original member, lead guitarist Mick Box, the group has sold over 40 million albums worldwide with over 4 million in sales in the United States. With hits like Easy Livin', Stealin', and Gypsy, and many more, Uriah Heep is back with a brand new studio album and tour, as I've got Mick Box on the line right now from the UK. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Mick. Welcome to the show. I was just so elated to hear about your new Uriah Heap album, Chaos in Color. Congratulations on that. Thank you, my friend. Much appreciated. Uh, the 25th album, my uh, studio album, I believe, I listened to the first single, Save Me Tonight. It is brilliant. Who's doing the vocals on that, Mick? Well, that's Bernie Shaw, who's been with us now since 1986. Yeah, and he sounded he sound better than ever on this, this album. You know, he um, really shines on this one. And that song was actually written by Dave Rimmer, and our bass player. And a good friend of his, Jeff Scott Soto from Sons of Apollo, singer from Sons of Apollo. So, um, yeah, they brought together. And I, th- I think the way we've given the treatment we've given to it, it, it it's kind of encompasses everything that he's known for in three minutes, if you like. You know, you've got yeah. the thing to lead vocals, five bar harmonies, the pound for Hammond, uh, the wild wild guitar of my 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 play and stuff. You know, so it's kind of it's got everything in there in you know in, in, in one. Not, if you like. Yeah, and I saw you in a video that you posted of you unboxing the new album. It's just beautiful, too. The The artwork never fails to amaze me, and I could see how proud you are of it. Yeah, it, you know, it, it was having, um, having something tactile, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's an album, you picked it up, um, the smell of it, the feel of it, you know, and it just took me back to those days where it all began, um, when you used to, you know, have that love affair with opening up the vinyl, you know, and uh, yeah, it was it was, a, it was a great moment. This album seems like really uh, kind of an extension of your previous album, Living the Dream. Is that is that a fair assessment? I think that's a very good assessment. I think it's raised the bar, and um, I think we took all the experiences we had with Living the Dream into the studio to record this one, Chaos and Color, and also um, you know Jay Rushton, who's the same producer. And he had more of an insight to us as people and the musicians and everything else. And um, Jay's just an incredible producer. He, he, he's, very, he, he's aware of our heritage, but he also brings it all up to date and sounding very today, if you like, you know, fresh. And uh, that's no mean feat, and uh, that's the talent he has. Uh, you referred to the great collaborators you have in terms of writing and, and producing, and I, I get that sense, like with other bands, that you had time to do it too because of uh, because of lockdown. You had more time to make sure that this was a, a great album. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, yes and no in that one because um, you know normally in the writing process, I'm not writing something every day. It's just on my DNA to do that. Whether it be a riff, a title, a line of a song, a lyric, or whatever. Um, whatever way I go, and, and our, our keyboard player, Phil Lance, does the same. And normally when it's time to, to, to put an album together, we get in a room together and just share ideas. And we're very akin with each other in terms of musicality and friendship and humour. And we move really quickly, you know, and uh, we write things very quickly. But in this particular instance, of course, we were locked down, so we had to do it via FaceTime and Zoom and 
and all those other mediums, you know, WhatsApp and things like that. So it's, it, it was, you know, whereas we'd be bouncing ideas off each other, it just took a while to get there. But, you know, in the end, you know, the, we're very happy with the the end product. We think the songs are very strong and powerful and do eat proud, so we're very happy about that. I vividly remember your first album in 1972, I think it was, Demons and Wizards, not only because of the great artwork by Roger Dean, uh, but but the music was unbelievable. Easy Living was the huge radio hit, but I really remember loving the closing medley of Paradise and the Spell. It, just a fantastic start. Yeah, that, I mean, we, we always had the hit, as you said, with Easy Living, which took us onto the world stage. Um, I think the first time it was the first time ever that we actually had the music, the audio, and the, the visual artwork um, intrinsically linked, if you like, um, which was which was very powerful. Um, and of course, Paradise and Spell was our. We, we always tipped our toe in the uh, aggressive rock genre, and that's one of those instances where it worked very well. And even on um, you know, Chaos and Color, we've got you know you know Be Alone or um, Free Free eight-minute songs, you know, so we've always had that side to what we do. But yeah, Demons of Wizard was the big one for us, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, what can you tell me about the power of your early vocalist, David Byron? Just loved him. Well, you know, David was um, just, in my eyes, a one-off. You know, he was just a fantastic singer and on stage with, with uh, you know, charisma too. You know, he had too much. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. amazing. You know, Bruno was amazing. You know, um, but yeah, Dave was one of these characters where he couldn't leave it on stage. He, he took it off stage too. But vocally, you know, I, I think the only way I can explain David is that he never just sang a song; he lived within the song. And I think that's why people connect with it so so deeply. When you were originally putting together the band back in uh, the early days, were there influences where you said? That's what I think we should sound like. We really love these guys. I mean, Deep Purple, I can hear all that, and, and Led Zeppelin and some other things, and what you've done over the years. Yeah, um, early on when we recorded the first album, Very Heavy, Very Humble, we were a four-piece. So um, it's only when I started hearing our original songs come back through the speakers in the studio that I thought well, maybe some keyboards could embellish this. And I couldn't decide which keyboard it was, but I was a big fan of Vanilla Fudge with Mark Stein. Right. And, uh, who, who was playing fantastic at Hammerdorm at the time. And then I thought, well, hang on, the Hammerdorm is going to be great because the Hammerdorm is a very versatile instrument. It can you know, it can, it can uh, be very gentle, be very romantic, be very uh, electrifying, can be very metal, be very rock. Can, 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 you know, it, could, it could cover every genre of music that we had in music in at the time. And so um, if we copied anyone or we, we, we were influenced by anyone, that would be that. That's how we got the Hammerdorm so the fact you remember had those very high falsetto vocals that were astonishing and uh, you know so did he because we always had five singers we took that on an, on, on another path because we one of the first bands to, to almost use harmony as another instrument rather than just singing sweetly with any chorus I remember or, or seeing background. you guys a few years later you were on tour with uh, Def Leppard and they were a fairly new band at that point how was that tour because that had to be pretty exciting that was amazing that was amazing they were great to tour with it was a great camaraderie between the two bands we had an album called Abominog that, that went top 40 in America at the time yeah a song called uh, a song called The Way That It Is it was the advent of MTV and 
we had a uh, video on for the way that it is. Our song that was eight times a day, which was quite amazing. You know, uh-huh. um, high rotation, they would call it in those days. And Def Leppard had just um, just hit with pour some sugar on me. So it was it was it was a, a tour made in heaven. You know, we went out and did great business. Um, they were great guys. You know, they, they loved us being on, on on the tour with them. And we brought a lot to the table. You know, and and you know they were fans of us before. Before they even got to play with us, if you like, you know, so it's amazing. Still good friends with Joe Elliott and everybody now, so, you know. Just great guys. I've talked to those guys. Will you go out and support this this new album? Will you be out there again soon? Oh, very much so. You know, um, I don't know about America, but in, 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 in Europe, um, in January, the business closes down, this business, and it sort of opens up at the end of January, and things start formulating around February, and, and you're off. So we've got our agent, I'm just speaking with our agent now, um, we're in that position now where it's opening up and uh, there's lots of festivals being talked about uh, through the summer and then we look at the touring schedule of actually taking the chaos and colour out and doing uh, a full tour with it. You guys sound as great as ever, it's Mick Box and Uriah Heep. Chaos and Color, it's out there on the usual platforms, iTunes, Amazon, and, and all the rest. Mick, it was an honor. Thanks so much for spending some time. Thank you, my friend. We, we've got a lot to thank Vegas for because we've got a guy called Stom Hastings who um, does our book podcast from there with all our songs. So, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, hello to him. And um, listen, mate, thanks for your, your support. Much appreciated. Stay well, Mick. Nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Happy days, mate. Thank you. Mick Box and Uriah Heep. Hopefully they get to the United States at some point because they're a tremendous live band. Well, that does it for this episode of the Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. Fake Show.com.